Tonight I'll be preaching from the book of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, and I'll be reading verses 46 to 50. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 46. The Bible says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. Thank you for your love towards us, dear Lord, that you communicate through the pages of scripture. And we thank you so much for demonstrating that when you sent your son as well to die on Calvary's cross so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Pray tonight as your word goes forth that you would speak to each and every heart in a very special way. Give me the words you love me to say. May they be your words, not mine. I pray that they would find a lodging place in each and every heart. Take full control. Dear Lord, we need you and we can do nothing without you. So I ask for your help and for your filling. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. Tonight I want to begin with this simple but I believe true statement. That statement is this. The family is important. God created the institution of the family as the foundational unit of society. And you would have heard I'm sure the statement or the inference made that strong families make for strong churches, strong communities, strong countries. And as with everything designed, created, and instituted by God, here's what we must understand. That when sin enters, it distorts it, it tarnishes, it diminishes its effectiveness. That's just the impact of sin. The sin nature that mankind possesses prevents us from experiencing the fullness of God's plan for us, which is for us to be perfect and holy beings. Even creation, the Bible says, groans under the weight of sin. Listen to what Romans chapter 8 and verse 20 to 23 says in speaking of the impact of sin, not just on us as human beings who were born in sin, but even creation itself. Listen, it says, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. 
And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of the body. The result of sin is that we have family units that are tarnished because humanity has now been plagued with this vice called sin. But thank God for his love. Amen. Amen. God in his love and because of his love has a plan to redeem mankind to address the problem of sin. So God in his love and grace and mercy sends Jesus to this earth to die on Calvary's cross to pay the price. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Speaking of the remission of sin. The sacrificial act paves the way for those who would place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ in the provision that was made available that he or she would be born again. Not born again physically that took place physical birth when we came out of our mother's womb but born again because this time a spiritual birth takes place we are made alive spiritually because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ so just as when we were born the first time physically that that placed us in a family. When we are born the second time through faith in Jesus Christ, that also placed us in a family. The physical birth placed us into a biological family, but the second birth through faith in Christ placed us into a spiritual family. So to experience that second birth is to be born a second time. That's where we get the term being born again. This, my friend, is very significant. It is very critical because it paves the way to be restored to what God designed from the very beginning. A world untarnished and unblemished by sin. Now Jesus, while ministering on earth, wanted us to understand the importance of this new spiritual family. And as we continue this series entitled A Ministry to Pattern, I'd like to very briefly tonight preach a message that I've entitled The Importance of a Spiritual Family. The Importance of a Spiritual Family. I want you to jot down, first of all, and note with me in the text that I read, in verse number 46, notice, first of all, the involvement in his ministry. Speaking of Jesus, the involvement in his ministry. Notice verse number 46. It says, while he yet talked to the people. Understand that Jesus was busy. He was active. He was teaching and preaching and 
healing. He was building relationships. He was strengthening relationships. He was simply doing the job that he came to earth to do. Jesus was about interacting with people. That's what ministry is about, by the way. If you don't want to deal with people, let me tell you, bluntly, ministry is not for you. But here's what I also would say. That we should be about people because people form the essence and the basis for the Great Commission, my friend. To go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. So it is disobedience based on this mandate to not be about people. So I simply want us to understand, first of all, before we delve into what Jesus wanted to teach by way of this passage of scripture, to understand that he was involved in his ministry to people. But notice with me, secondly, the interruption to his mission. The interruption to his mission. Notice the Bible says, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. His biological family members wanted to speak with him. His mother, his siblings. And I'm sure on the surface, this sounds like a reasonable request. Here you have this interruption, if you will, being made by those who are associated and related to Jesus via his physical blood relation. This, as we have established and understand, is an important relationship. It is the foundational unit of society. Think about it this way. There is no closer blood relation on earth than that of your parents and your siblings. No closer blood relation. And these are precisely the ones who would interject, interrupt, if you will, what Jesus was doing. So we have here the interruption to his mission. But notice with me thirdly tonight, the inquiry regarding the matter. The inquiry regarding the matter. Look at what the Bible says in verse number 48. It says, But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? Now in response to Jesus, understanding that his mother and his brethren stand without, verse 47, desiring to speak with him, Jesus poses some questions. And he asks these questions in order to teach a lesson and to make a very important point and to make a distinction regarding the significance of our spiritual birth. He asked, who is my mother? Who is my brethren? Jesus understood that it was very natural that they who were asking for him would have mentioned more than likely their blood relation. 
think with me if you're on your job or you're at a school or wherever you might be and someone makes a stop to visit you and they have to send a message to you that someone is at the door, someone is at the gate or someone is trying to get your attention. It is very natural and sensible that if that person is a close relative or family member, that that piece of information would be included in the message by saying, your brother is here, your mother is here, your spouse is here. It gives the message a greater level of importance and priority to cause you to respond accordingly. So it's very likely that they said, Jesus, hey, tell Jesus that his mother and his brothers are here. So Jesus uses the significance of these relationships to answer the question. And he proceeds to ask the question, rather, and then he proceeds to answer the question. So he makes an inquiry regarding the, the matter, but I want us to spend the remainder of the time here, uh, and we won't be long at all, to give some instruction for the masses. So Jesus asks the question in verse number 48, and he proceeds to answer it in verse 49 and verse number 50. And I want us to notice three things by way of Jesus' instructions tonight. Notice, first of all, the presence of your spiritual family. Notice what Jesus says. He says in verse number 49, he stretched forth his hand and his, toward his disciples and said, Behold my mother and my brethren. Jesus points to the individuals that he is already ministering to, and he says, this, these are my family. Behold my mother and my brethren. You see, my friends, what Jesus wants us to understand is that your spiritual family actually exists. It's not a figment of your imagination. You might have thought that your only family that's important and that exists is your biological one, your mother, your brethren. But Jesus was saying, I want you to understand that that is not the case. There's another family that exists. And so he points out here the presence of the spiritual family. But notice, secondly, what he wanted us to understand as well. Not only the presence of the spiritual family, but the priority of your spiritual family. He says, because this family exists, I want you to understand by way of my answer that this spiritual family is just as important. Wow. What he wanted them to understand, he was in no way disrespecting his mother and his brethren, the biological members of his family, but he wanted them to understand that the bond that I share with this family is no less significant and valuable. In fact, that is the case because this family is the one that I will exist and live with for all eternity. 
He was not saying that the biological family is not important. As a matter of fact, if you recall Jesus' words on the cross while he was hanging on the cross, he asked John, the disciple, take care of my mother. But he wanted us to understand the priority of our spiritual family. You see, my friend, the principles and the practices of family, and when I say family, those that we expect to exist within our biological family, those principles and practices ought to apply and exist in your spiritual family as well. Practices like loving. Practices like protecting. Practices like providing and praying. One of the things that ought not to be named among us believers is tearing down your family members spiritually. That ought not to be the case. Especially with those who are not part of your spiritual family. Jesus wanted us to understand that that this new birth, it, it has placed us in a family that is of great importance and significance and priority. He says, I want you to understand the presence of a spiritual family. Behold, my mother, my brethren, the priority of a spiritual family. But notice finally tonight, the purpose of your spiritual family. Look at what he says in verse number 50. He says, For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. What is the purpose of the spiritual family, my friend? It is to do the will of the Father. That is what makes what we do so, so important. What we do by way of the work and the will of God is the most important business on planet Earth. We are created here and here to do the will of God. We have families. You have a family. And understand the perspective and the priority when it comes to doing God's will. If you have a family, those family members have been provided to you by God to do the will of God. If you have a job that has been given to you It has been made available to you by God to do the will of God. If you have talents, they have been given to you by God to do the will of God. You have money, resources, they have been made available by God to do the will of God. That's what we call stewardship. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the what? 
the glory of God. I am not saying that every action that you engage in in life is going to involve the church. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that God has given us breath. God has given us life. God has given us resources. God has given us talents, abilities, family members, children, all with the purpose of using whatever he has given us to please him, to do his will. That's why we exist on earth. And when we understand that perspective, it helps us to understand the significance of that spiritual birth that took place when our faith and trust in Jesus Christ precipitated a spiritual miracle, a supernatural miracle by God himself for us to be made alive, to be born again. And that new birth placed us into the family of God. What a great privilege. What a great opportunity. What a bond to be united by the blood of Christ. So when we look around and we look at a brother in Christ and a sister in Christ, think of that person as my family member. You know what that will do? cause it to treat them completely differently. By the way, it should. Amen? And Jesus wanted us to understand. I know we got our biological families that came about as a result of a physical birth. But understand that because of the work on Calvary's cross, that there is now the presence of a spiritual family. And to be born again places you into that family. And it is of great priority. It is of great significance. And even if you're only child biologically, don't be too stressed. You got brothers and sisters in Christ. And you can treat them as such and understand we have a privilege to be a part of a family. You're my brother. You're my sister. And when I understand that, I can treat you as such. Let's understand the importance of this spiritual family. It's a privilege and honor to be a part of the family of